Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. Welcome to Friday night. My God, we all made it. I hope you're well. I hope your loved ones are well. I hope you got through this insane week better than, well, uh, the former Speaker of the House. For the next three hours, we're going to be making sense of it at 866-997-4748. grit is our number. We have some great, great company tonight. Uh, Max Burns is going to be here shortly to help us make sense of the weekend news. Max, of course, writes for, who doesn't he write for? Newsweek and you name it. Coming up on the show next week, the return of Ken Burns himself. And it's been a crazy week. It began with a drummer from Radiohead, and it's ending with you guys. Our number is 866-997-4748. Chris Hauselt is our executive producer. Thea Harper is producing this show out of uh, Brooklyn. It's been an insane day to cap off an insane week, really an insane two weeks. George Santos's campaign treasurer pled guilty to federal charges of fraud and conspiracy. That's got to be good news, right? Donald Trump endorsed Jim Jordan to be the next Speaker of the House. Nine kinds of comedy. Um, Vladimir Putin is now lying that Prigozhin's plane blew up because a drunk person detonated a hand grenade in the cabin. He's just wagging his dick at the world. And meanwhile, it's a bit crazy over here. And and I thought, hey, you know what? There's been so much crazy this week. Maybe we should talk about uh, the actual president, because the president actually, for the most part, had a pretty successful week. The progressives had a pretty successful week. Yeah, you wouldn't know it from the mainstream media, which was pretty much nothing but stories about Joe Biden's dog biting Secret Service agents. Um, the week began crazy. Kevin McCarthy, rest in peace. You know, I... That man makes me ashamed I spent all those years cooking meth in Bakersfield. Can, can I just point out that, like, from Gingrich to Hastert to John Boehner to Paul Ryan to Kevin McCarthy, Republican Speaker of the House has become the Spinal Tap drummer of government jobs. It was so long ago that Matt Gates took down the Speaker, and I've been scared of Matt Gates ever since I was a kid, and I saw him get turned into a donkey in the film Pinocchio. Um... Matt Gates, of course, had him removed because he worked with Democrats, and Matt Gates did this by working with Democrats. We had a whole night where he had to defend the Democrats over all this. They did not call for the ridiculous rule of letting one member call for a motion to vacate, which McCarthy agreed to. It was Republicans who voted to fire McCarthy. Democrats just voted to stop bailing him out. 
Boy, did I get tired of making that argument all week, especially because Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and Paul Gosar, they all share the same pre-existing sedition. That's why when someone says to me, who do you think is going to be the replacement? I don't care. Whoever they are, it's going to be someone who was blindly obedient to a game show host landlord who was fired from his game show for being too racist. It's going to be someone who is a slave to the haves and who demonizes the have-nots. It's going to be a white man who is indifferent to the needy. It's going to be a white man who talks a lot about Christianity and then legislates against the Beatitudes, legislates against the teachings of Jesus. It's going to be a white guy who is blindly obedient in the most unmanly of ways to Donald Trump, yet who's to be expected to work with Democrats. It's going to be a sad bastard who's caught between a lunatic running his party who wants the government shut down because... That's what Vladimir Putin wants. And having to reckon with their place in history. It's going to be crazy. Scalise versus Jordan. This is our choice we have. Either David Duke without the baggage or the wrestler molester protector. Amid all of this, Rudy Giuliani has sued Joe Biden and Rudy Giuliani's liver has sued, demanding a human transplant. But, you know, Biden, uh, for all the rap, actually had a pretty good week. I mean, they announced in an historic first earlier this week that the big drug companies, including Johnson & Johnson, Bristol-Myers Squibb, and Merck, have finally committed to sit down and participate in Medicare drug price negotiations with the federal government. This is big news here. You know where it's not big news? All of our capitalist allies, because they don't have this kind of bullshit in capitalist countries with universal health care. No one has to decide, hmm, medicine or rent, pick one. It's incredibly positive. It's an incredible reform. Right up there with over-the-counter hearing aids. We also found out they have awarded another $9 billion in student loan debt relief. No, this is not giving anyone a free education when you had to work for yours. This is making sure that some people who borrowed loans are not going to spend years paying interest on those loans long after they paid off the actual cost of their degree. Now, these two stories got virtually... No attention in the media. I mean, really none. And then today, we found out the number of jobs added in the U.S. in September was insanely high. I mean, 336,000. That was today's report from the Labor Department. Hiring last month jumped from a 227,000 increase in August, which was revised sharply higher. July's hiring was also healthier than they initially thought. The economy has now been adding an average of 266,000 jobs a month in the past three months. Are these good-paying, stable, full-time union jobs? Of course not. We don't even use that as a metric anymore. And it sucks. But in the system that we are using to measure employment, well... Employers added roughly double what the analysts had forecast. Here is President Biden speaking this morning on yet another strong jobs report for September 2023. Good news today. This morning we learned the economy created 336,000 jobs in September alone. That means since I've taken office, we've created 13.9 million new jobs. You heard me say it before, I'm going to keep saying it. My dad had an expression. He said, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay and mean it. Well, 336,000 more Americans, if they have children, can say that to their children and mean it. The unemployment rate has stayed below 4% for 20 months in a row, the longest stretch in 50 years. 
We've achieved a 70-year low in unemployment rate for women, record lows in unemployment for African-Americans and Hispanic workers, and people with disabilities, folks who have been left behind in previous recoveries and left behind for too long. We have the highest share of working-age Americans in the workforce in 20 years. And it's no accident. It's Bidenomics. We're growing the economy from the middle out, the bottom up, not the top down. And inflation is coming down at the same time. It's down 60 percent since last summer. Core inflation was just 2.2 percent over the past three months. And now we have the lowest inflation of any major economy in the world. Now, that sound you hear is the mainstream media snoring. He's old. He talks too slow. Trust me, a year from now, a year from now, after an added 12 months of Republican crazy, Joe Biden's going to look like Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's how they should start selling him right now. I mean, employers added roughly double what the analysts had forecast. In the middle of all this, uh, the UAW is holding off on widening a strike, uh, widening their strike because they've had significant progress. They're not going to expand their strike against the big three automakers for the time being, Sean Fain said today. We love Sean Fain over here. He said the union was ready to strike on some of GM's most profitable product lines, but the company just made a huge concession on bringing the electric vehicle battery production under their big major agreement with the UAW. GM said in a statement they are focused on finding solutions to address outstanding issues. But do you understand what a victory that is for organized labor? It's such a huge victory. The media is talking about Biden's son, Hunter, and how his dog commander bit a Secret Service guy. Like, the UAW has been having the strike. The president showed up on their picket line. And today, the big three automakers, or at least GM, made a major concession and will let electric vehicle batteries be made by the UAW, like because they were afraid of the strike expanding to 7,000 more workers in new factories. This is a huge victory for working people in America. And it didn't get a lot of splash, didn't get a lot of headlines. But now they're not going to go on strike in those other locations. This is how negotiations work. It's hugely positive. Biden should go back on the picket line all the time. Biden should be on every picket line, anyone on strike this entire year. Meanwhile, on top of that, The pharmacies, a handful of independent pharmacies, have quietly begun giving out mifepristone under new rules created by this White House earlier this year. You know, the Supreme Court's going to hear the case soon that could ban the drug entirely. It is the abortion pill that some right-wing people are trying to make illegal, trying to force women to have pregnancies they might not be able to afford or bear. This is happening because one judge in Amarillo... Texas, is going after them. This is the most common way of terminating a pregnancy, right? It's not surgical abortion. It's having a pill. And that's not enough for these people. These people who've never read the damn Bible, who just think that it is their job as the state to force rape victims to bear their attacker's child, who think it is the job of the state to punish poor women with greater poverty, who think it is the job of the state to incarcerate women and or doctors for a procedure The Bible never bans. So Biden promised earlier this year they would find ways to make mifepristone available. And thousands of branches of major pharmacy chains are ready to do this, making the drugs more accessible to millions of people across the country and kicking off a new phase of the political battle over the most popular method of ending a pregnancy. GenBioPro is the maker of generic mifepristone, and they published a list this week of 19 pharmacies in nine states that are now certified to give this drug out. 
This only represents places that agreed to be named. There are other locations, including independent community pharmacies, university-affiliated outlets and compounders, and mail-order pharmacy filling prescriptions in several states. This is incredibly good news for everyone who cares about the Donald Trump Supreme Court taking away women's reproductive freedoms. And it got less than dick in terms of coverage. Nothing. I heard so little about Mifepristone, so little, so little about the UAW victory, about the $9 billion in student loan debt relief, about the pharma companies sitting down to negotiate lower drug prices. It's actual progress, much of which we were promised by this president when he was campaigning. <laughs> Biden also, however, answered questions about the burgeoning battle for the speakership in the House of Representatives, noting he, he, he'll work with whoever the GOP throws at him. Whomever the House speakers I'm going to try to work with, they control half the, half the Congress. And I'm going to try to work with them. There's some people I imagine it's going to be easier to work with than others. But uh, whoever the speaker is, I'll try to work with. Who do you think the speaker will be? Jim Jordan? Steve Scalise? Or uh, a player to be named later? We heard earlier that for the first time in history, a Fox News anchor was going to come to a closed door debate session with just Republicans, not for broadcast, just to let the different candidates explain why they should have the shittiest job possible in Republican governance right now. The big surprise was not that Donald Trump isn't going to run for speaker because Donald Trump doesn't know how to run. He's not really good at walking slowly down a ramp either. Uh, no, the big surprise was that Donald Trump came out and endorsed Jim Jordan. Why is that a surprise? Well, not because Jim Jordan isn't the biggest toady in the Congress. It's a surprise because uh, Jim Jordan comes with some baggage, folks, as you know. If you don't know the history of Jim Jordan as a college assistant wrestling coach and the sexual abuse allegations that Jim Jordan played dumb about... They're about to become a lot more famous. Here is Steve Scalise. He's the guy who called himself David Duke without the baggage. He shared his feelings on the news that Donald Trump had backed his rival, Jim Jordan, for Speaker of the House. You know, a lot of friendships in this race, a lot of folks that, you know, have been talking to other folks on the outside to bring in to this race. There's a lot of interest in this race, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations over the last few days I've been having with my colleagues and a lot of introspection about how we get things back on track. The problems that we have internally, they don't go away with a new speaker, but the real question the members have is how do we get things back on track? And the reason I've been able to build such a strong base of support over these last few days that's been growing is that I've got a long proven record as somebody who knows how to unify Republicans to fight on the battles that matter for the families who gave us this majority. They want us to be sure. fighting over border security, getting spending over control, it's driving inflation. The things that we came here to do are what we've got to get right. back on track doing. And that's the conversations we've been having these last few days. And we're going to continue having and we got to get this we got to get this resolved soon that's going to get resolved wednesday in our conference but then we got to go back fighting for those families who are struggling because that's what the real fight's about right steve scalise is so much more right wing than just about anybody else in the house and he's so much more effective than jim jordan he could not be the kind of punching bag that jim jordan would be as the speaker steve scalise could whip up votes better than jim jordan steve scalise would be a more commanding figure than jim jordan Thank God the Republican Party is too stupid to realize that it's only going to get messier. 
And that's hopefully only going to make this president look better. While the media is determined to play up the horse race, give Donald Trump all the time of day and report on Biden's dog biting a person more than anything happening in terms of actual policy. But there was an interesting interview on 60 Minutes as Joint Chiefs Chairman uh, General Mark Milley was leaving. He was asked for some comments on Joe Biden's age. And I'd just like you to hear this because I think it's very telling. And uh, of course, most of the mainstream media didn't pick up on it. Here's General Milley. President Joe Biden has been portrayed by his political opponents and even some of his allies as too old to be president. I'm not asking for your political opinion here, but how does he seem to you? Look, at, uh, I'm not going to comment. I didn't comment on the former president's uh, mental health, physical health, and, and, and I'm not going to comment on the current president's mental health or physical health. I think that's highly inappropriate for the uh, senior officer of the United States military to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just tell you that uh, I meet frequently with the president, um, and every single time I meet with him, um, he, he is just fine. How people interpret that is up to them, but uh, I, I engage with him frequently and, and uh, alert, sound, uh, does his homework, reads the papers, uh, re- reads all the read-ahead material, uh, and is very, very engaging in, in uh, uh, issues of very serious matters of war and peace and life and death. So if the American people are worried about an individual um, who, who is you know, someone who's making decisions of war and peace and uh, has access to, you know, makes the decisions of nuclear weapons and that sort of thing, I think they can rest easy. So what would you do? How would you advise this White House to sell this president's achievements, knowing, yeah, he's the oldest president we've ever had, and that's going to be a factor. He's not that much older than the guy who almost certainly will have the Republican nomination and probably a couple of felony convictions by next summer. But how would you advise the White House to handle this president? How would you advise them to take advantage of these real legislative and policy accomplishments and use it to sell Joe Biden to a disinterested middle, uh, in some cases a demoralized Democratic Party, and in some cases a really, really disinterested left. How does Joe Biden get the far left who hate moderates, the Democrats and the apathetic middle all to come together? Will fear of Donald Trump be enough? And will the chaos in this Congress be enough to remind us that we're better off having grown-ups in the room? They kept saying with Donald Trump he'd have an adult in the room. He never did. Only an adult film star. But, you know, keep this in mind, friends. Gay marriage, immigration reform, legal cannabis, birth control, abortion rights, abortion pills, transgender troops, gun safety laws, not stealing children from parents at the border, believing climate scientists, even soccer are all substantially more popular than the current Republican Party Congress. If we show up in big enough numbers, progress will happen. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748. Quick break. We'll be right back with the great Max Burns and your calls. This is SiriusXM. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. Welcome back. This is Sirius XM Progress. We're broadcasting live on October 6th, 2023. I don't know how this happened, but my notes here tell me that Elizabeth Shue turns 60 today. So watch them leaving Las Vegas this weekend and think about the 90s. I am so pleased to welcome back to the show uh, Mr. Max Burns of Public Relations Society of America, award-winning Democratic strategist and political columnist whose advocacy work has guided some of the most successful American companies and campaigns in achieving their messaging goals. Max regularly appears in a wide array of top-tier national and international news outlets, including The Daily Beast, News Nation, and NBC News. It's always a pleasure to welcome the smartest man in the room, Mr. Max Burns. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much, Max. I, Wow, I wish we could have had you on every night this week. There has been so much to keep track of and so many legislative achievements by this White House that have not really been talked about too much in the mainstream press. Let me start with the most obvious. Were you surprised and yet not shocked at what happened with Kevin McCarthy this week? Not at all. I think we played this out a couple of weeks ago when we pointed out how, how this had essentially either way he would go, shutting the government down or cutting a deal would doom him what has astounded me is just in the last 12 or in the last 24 48 hours the party has somehow become even more chaotic i mean now we have this this scalise jim jordan fight donald trump is talking about going to the capitol and and attending and campaigning for jim jordan now i guess i mean this is just utter pandemonium and it's easy to forget in all of this chaos and, and theatricality that that uh, government spending deal that Kevin McCarthy signed expires in just over a month. Forty five days. Five. Yeah. It took five weeks when John Boehner resigned to appoint his successor. And that was a relatively calm election. I mean, we could still be figuring out who the Speaker of the House is when the government turns the lights off in a month. I mean, it, it it's funny, but it really could be the case. You know, what do you think of the Jim Jordan endorsement by Donald Trump? I, I still can't believe this party would even seriously consider a guy like Jim Jordan. Scalise seems much more ruthlessly effective. So maybe we're lucky that Donald Trump has such bad taste in men. Yeah, I mean, it, I have time and again been shocked at the Republican Party's ability to sort of play below my lowest expectations. But I just cannot believe that the Republican Party, even in the current state, 
has enough votes to elect Jim Jordan, a guy even most Republicans I speak to think is a joke, a guy who spends more time on Fox News than he does doing his job and has never demonstrated any actual ability to organize Republicans successfully at all. I mean, every investigation he's marshaled has been a disaster and a humiliation for the GOP. So I can't imagine they're eager to put that up as their face going into next year. I can't either. I mean, to say nothing of the baggage he has, Max, how bad will the job be for whoever gets the speaker's gavel? Because the way I see it, you're right. It's less than 45 days. What is it? 41 days now until we face another government shutdown. And the fact is, you're not going to get the speaker's job without Donald Trump's endorsement. And Donald Trump is going to demand a government shutdown because uh, that's what Vladimir Putin wants, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the government shutdown now becomes the litmus test, right? Because whoever becomes the next speaker is going into this with even less leverage than Kevin McCarthy had in January, because the Freedom Caucus has now proven that not only can they threaten to remove a speaker they don't like, they can actually do it. So any speaker they disagree with, they're going to have the votes among themselves to kick them out. And that essentially means any speaker is going to have to comfort themselves with being sort of a junior member of a Freedom Caucus Politburo and have no real power and pursuing a shutdown then becomes something that isn't just a possibility, but something that they're actually seeking to provoke. I mean, it really is an upside down world we're in. you're, You're trapped between Donald Trump and your place in the history books if you take this gig. Yeah. And there's just no room for maneuver. There's no speaker who's going to be able to negotiate a better deal with the Freedom Caucus. If anything, now the Freedom Caucus has proven itself with, what, 45 members to actually be the most powerful coalition within the Republican Party. And that is clearly terrifying establishment Republicans. I mean, we've seen venom hurled at the Freedom Caucus from other Republicans, unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, we didn't even need Democrats to write these campaign ads. Republicans themselves have told us they don't want to be governed by Republicans. We should take them at their word. I completely agree. Uh, We want to invite our listeners to weigh in on this conversation, by the way. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Max, are you surprised that Trump endorsed Jim Jordan? I mean, he is the most slavishly obedient in the entire caucus. Um, I I guess we shouldn't be shocked. Uh, are, Are you more surprised that Kevin McCarthy's not running to get his old job back? I'm genuinely surprised that Donald Trump endorsed someone who isn't Donald Trump, because for a second there, he seemed to be playing with the idea of running himself. He said he wanted to be a temporary speaker while the party figures things out. And I, I just can't imagine how he would have found the time between all the court dates and all the debates he's not attending. Yeah. But it it does seem interesting to me that McCarthy is just giving up. He says he's not going to resign. But there is also some Republicans who said that he said that privately, that he would. Right. And it seems like he's tired of fighting, that he realizes that even if he wins, nothing's going to be different. It's not going to be any more effective. And the challenge now becomes finding a Republican willing to take what has got to be the worst promotion in America, because (laughs) they're not stupid. They don't want to destroy their own reputations over this, knowing this party is ungovernable. So really, like Democrats may need to step in and help what's left of the GOP pick some kind of compromise leader just so we can function. 
And, you know, it would be wrong to mock the humiliation and uh, suffering of Kevin McCarthy, but let's do it anyway, because, Max, I'm thinking back to the Young Guns, the obnoxious branding of the Young Guns of 20 years ago, (laughs) and the cover of every magazine for a solid year was young Paul Ryan, Eric Cantor, and Kevin McCarthy. Who had the least disgraceful exit, would you say? I I, I guess Paul Ryan came off the best. Yeah, Paul Ryan's about the only one who got to walk out the door on his own without crutches. I mean, McCarthy now is is disgraced within his party. He's had one of the shortest speakerships ever, becomes the first speaker kicked out of his job. And, and what's worse is that he followed a speaker in Nancy Pelosi, who was so dominant, who had the same margin in the House that he did and did historic amounts of work with it. And now there will always be Uh, in history, Kevin McCarthy, as a comparison to Nancy Pelosi, he's not going to get his own book. He's going to get the end part of a Nancy Pelosi book or the starting part of this next speaker's book. And that's just his place in history. But yeah, it's pretty grim for him. I I agree. So you have a terrific piece in The Hill, Max, which kind of spells out why people should care about this. Exit stage far right. Kevin McCarthy's nightmare is now America's ordeal. I mean, I think that we're all so breathing a sigh of relief that we didn't have to go through another expensive, painful government shutdown that would have affected the most marginalized peoples the most, that would have hurted the neediest the most. But having said that, this is pretty messy, and it's not good for the American people to have the Republican side as such a constant shit show, is it? No, I mean, this is an absolute disaster. And that's even if you don't pay attention to this stuff and you're a voter or a non-voter who just thinks that these debates over who's Speaker of the House is inside politics. I mean, it's really not. We talked about the shutdown. This now becomes a race where you will see these these people running openly commit to shutting the government down. And that's terrifying. I mean, you have candidates who are going to openly commit to defunding Ukraine permanently who are going to promote uh, banning any sort of abortion support from the Pentagon, who are going to support uh, mass uh, deportation of migrants as part of their priorities of what they think this country needs most urgently right now. This country that can barely keep its own government open. But this, this race to the right will eventually find its way into policy. And that's when things get really bad for everyone. Yeah, Max, they were blaming Democrats for things Democrats didn't do so much this week. It was like Benghazi all over again. Um, First off, let me ask you your thoughts on people who were trying to pin McCarthy's ouster on the Democratic Party. It really seemed very obvious this was Republicans doing this with a rule Republicans and McCarthy agreed to. Democrats didn't vote to oust him, I think. I think they just voted to not bail him out again. Yeah, I mean, it's technically not a single Democrat spoke against him. I heard a lot of Republicans uh, on the Matt Gates side speaking out against uh, Kevin McCarthy. But no Democrats went behind the podium. And the reality here is, do we think Republicans would have done anything different at all if the situation were reversed? I mean, the party that refused to give Merrick Garland a vote that he deserved is going to lecture Democrats on how to be effectively bipartisan. The only thing that made me laugh more was the Republicans who said that Democrats were failing the Constitution by not keeping Kevin McCarthy in his job. And boy, they certainly had a different opinion when it was Nancy Pelosi. But 
when in a party with no values, I mean, they're going to say whatever they're going to say. And the more they're bashing Democrats, the more you can tell they're deeply worried about what's going on in their own party. So we saw the same thing on a grander scale with Joe Biden when the announcement came out yesterday that, yes, his administration would oversee the construction of another 17 miles of Trump's racist, medieval, stupid, ineffective border wall. Um, Biden came out and said this was with $190 million in funds that were approved before he ever entered the White House. They had to be used by the end of the year. He had asked Congress multiple times to reallocate the funds for more practical ways to guard the border. Congress didn't want to, and Biden himself said yesterday in the Oval Office, the wall won't work, and yet it's being built anyway. And Max, I saw people from the left to the right blaming Biden for this and claiming it was somehow a victory for Trump all day. Yeah, I think it's challenging because, I mean, there's not a good answer here for Biden. I mean, it's tough to explain to the American people how the appropriations process works. That's a real snoozer for a speech and that you're actually mandated to spend this money that's been allocated unless Congress changes it. But the reality is they also did a really ham fisted job of rolling this out. They knew this was coming and and they let the lead story be on the left that you know, the Biden administration waived the Clean Water Act and the, the yeah. Safe Air Act to rush these things along for 17 miles of wall that we all agree is ineffective. I mean, even Donald Trump in his more candid moments in this this recent book said the wall was ineffective. But it, it does create the problem of when Congress isn't going to do the job of appropriating, you're going to be stuck carrying out legacy programs like this. It's why it's so important to have a functional Congress. Absolutely. So let me bring it back to Congress really quick. I, I want to talk about the Republican candidates, but what happens next, Mr. Burns? What is going to happen with this Republican caucus? And, and who do you think will be the Speaker of the House? It seems more likely that it's Jim Jordan. But as a comedian, I, I don't want to build up too much hope yet. I, I would be stunned if Jim Jordan can pull off a coalition of five people. I think I'll be amazed. But Steve Scalise has been been campaigning for this quietly for a long time. I mean, you remember yeah. even in January when after 10 or 12 ballots, they, people were talking about floating Scalise's name and he was sort of sounding it out. But he saw that he wasn't there and backed off. He he's played the game the way the majority of the Republican Party wants him to play it. So he's strong. But the reality is, I mean, this isn't one GOP we're talking about. This is the Freedom Caucus, the former Tea Party holdouts. You've got the establishment Republicans. You've got the sort of MAGA curious Republicans in Trump districts. And it's anybody's guess how this is going to play out, especially if Trump visits the Hill and turns it into essentially a big loyalty rally for MAGA candidates. Then you could see additional Freedom Caucus people jump in. I mean, it's going to be a mess. It is indeed. I mean, it sounds like you think that Scalise can pull it off. I frankly, I think I, I'm scared it will be Scalise. I think he'd be much more effective in the job. I think Republicans would be crazy to pick Jim Jordan. But I mean, how much it, will this be a test of how much power Trump has? I think everything is now. I mean, this is actually more a test of how much power the non-Trump GOP has, because yeah. you've got a majority in, in your caucus, but clearly not enough to save your own speaker, which makes it a pretty flimsy majority. And a lot of these people, I think, if Trump pressured them directly and came down to the hill and sat next to them and poked them in the chest like he does, they would probably fold. And you could see a candidate, maybe not Jim Jordan, but someone significantly more Freedom Caucus sympathetic than Steve Scalise win. And then we're in real trouble. Sheesh. Well, OK, let me ask you about Trump then, Max. We're 
we're looking at this week where Donald Trump didn't do too well. Uh, things are not going well in New York. And in fact, the media is paying attention to his trial in New York. He's already been found to be guilty of, of tax fraud. And the judge imposed a gag order after Donald Trump lied about a law clerk saying that it was Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. I mean, just batshit crazy stuff. And Trump finally had to observe the gag order and he left town. Letitia James called him out for only showing up in court as a campaign event and lying to the media saying that he was forced to be there when he wasn't. And as soon as he couldn't make his lectures to the media anymore, he left at lunch hour, flew back. It really seems like Donald Trump's been knocked down quite a few notches this week. And there's no better sign of that than the fact that Ron DeSantis appears to think it's really safe to come out and hammer Donald Trump harder than he ever has before. I mean, he hit Trump on immigration and abortion and how much money he spent in the campaign and how controversial he is and how he really, really lost. It said how he can't serve a, another term if he's elected. You think Ron DeSantis is testing this with focus groups or is he just getting very brave and desperate? Yeah, remember him? What happened to Ron DeSantis? He was a big name a while ago. He's apparently kicking around Iowa now, talking to rooms of 10 or 12 people. And he's realized all of a sudden that you can actually attack Donald Trump and that people actually seem to like it when you attack Donald Trump. So he's gone from fighting Mickey Mouse and wokeness and, and critical race theory and actually slavery was good to talking about essentially the same talking points Joe Biden had against Donald Trump in 2020. The problem is this is coming so late that I'm not sure anyone is really paying attention to Ron DeSantis anymore at any higher level than any other candidate. I mean, they're all essentially at the same point. And Donald Trump's big moods up here in New York, I mean, those were were genuine. I think as someone who's very hesitant about putting Trump on TV and giving him more airtime, Those were newsworthy rants, especially the last one where you saw for the first time in many cases for people, a Donald Trump that actually looked scared, that looked cornered. He was angry. He was clearly not thinking too far ahead because he said some potentially legally questionable things outside that courthouse and seemed to realize that the walls were closing in. I mean, we've never seen Donald Trump cut and run so publicly before, but there it was. Yeah. Yeah, really, really striking. Let me ask a few more uh, impertinent questions, if I could, because we got the news today that the uh, great Democratic presidential candidate, Robert Kennedy Jr., will be a featured speaker at CPAC. (laughs) You know, Uh, this is coming right after Dr. Cornell West is no longer running for the Green Party. It it seems like Cornell West's announcement was very good for Joe Biden without having the infrastructure of the Green Party to help, you know, derail a Democratic incumbent. It might be better. And I have a hard time imagining any Democrats who can hear about the CPAC news and still be suckered into supporting our friend RFK. Yeah, it's that that famous Democratic presidential candidate to CPAC featured speaker pipeline (laughs) that so many Democrats go through sharing a bill with Candace Owens and Donald Trump Jr. I mean, it is strange to me, and I don't think RFK is doing a great service to his campaign sense of stability. I mean, you want a president to project a little sanity and going from Democratic to independent to now CPAC and talking potentially, I've heard, with the Libertarian Party about an endorsement. This seems to be a guy really <laughs> confused about what he thinks wow. and, and really just kind of bored, honestly. 
I think so, too. I don't understand it, Max. I, I don't know the man well. I've met him several times over the last 20 years, and I've admired him in many areas and uh, been alarmed at things about his personal life that have become very, very public. And, and I just yeah. I just don't understand it. I mean, he's not doing this for Democratic votes, and I'm not even sure if he can win the majority of votes in the Kennedy family. No, certainly not. And, and likewise, I mean, I've met Bobby Jr. a couple times. And I think as as you would probably agree, this the current iteration of him is profoundly strange. I, I mean, he's always it. been someone very unafraid to express his views and to defend unpopular positions. But this is a bizarre way of doing that. And there's Holocaust minimization yeah. and anti-vax stuff and CPAC. Now, I mean, it just it's inexplicable to me how you get here when your father is Robert F. Kennedy. Anti-vaccination when you're vaccinated and boosted and so are your kids and all the guests at your holiday party had to be as well. It's just it just seems like another guy who listened to too much Joe Rogan and then didn't think about what he was doing when he went out in public. I, I, I just don't understand it. Let's go to the phones. Um, Sean is on the line from uh, the state of California. Sean, good evening and welcome. You're on Sirius XM with our friend Max Burns. Hey, Mr. Burns, Max, and, and Brother John, what a great conversation. And yes, I mean, I think uh, RFK is craving for attention. That's what his family's saying and all that. Um, regarding the House situation and, and who's going to be the next speaker, you know, listen, I don't know. I'll game it out with you guys. You guys tell me your opinion. But in my mind, I'm thinking right here as we come up to this, funding the government thing, what, 43 days from now, as I count down mm -hmm. the days, is the fact that, um, look, you want to get across the finish line, you either change the rule to vacate, right, which I'm sounding like Mitch McConnell, you change that rule, or we will help you pick a, I don't even know who it would be in, in the Republican Party, but there's probably one or two that are like not that crap crazy because right. they know that the moneyed people give them, they're going to help them get elected again. Mm -hmm. It's not the low, you know, the $10, you know, that's Trump and all these people just mooching and grifting off of people. But most of these politicians in the house, they need to have some of these big moneyed people and they're not really happy about when the government shuts down. Because that does yeah. lots of things with their investments that they don't like. So I would just say, look, and I'm sure we are doing it, but I, I, I'm not always sure. Hakeem Jeffries, all these other people, look, we'll support this person or that person. But look, this, the, these are the terms. And by the way, we should set the fucking terms. They're yeah. blaming us for not giving uh, McCarthy his seat. Well, fuck you. No, you are a weak, feckless motherfucker. If you want to be strong and kick some ass, yeah, we'll support you. But those terms need to be, yeah. I don't know how we do this, in writing or, or in public. You put it out in the public sphere. You stand shoulder to shoulder with someone mm -hmm. and say, look, we'll put this guy in there if he does this, that, or the other. Because it's not going to be a Sean, one. 
Sean, thank you. You're exactly right about Thanks. that. Sean, thank you so very much for your call. And Maxie's right. It won't be a woman. It's going to be a white guy who claims to be yeah. Christian but legislates against the teachings of Jesus, who wants more Herbert Hoover economics, and who's got a got a president in his ear, an ex-president, saying he has to shut down the government. I mean, is there a chance that there will be a government shutdown in like 40-odd days and Kevin McCarthy winds up looking like a brilliant man when this is all done? I don't think there's a universe where Kevin McCarthy looks like a brilliant man. I mean, that would, unless he well, discovers say, maybe if, cold if there fusion. Is a sh- if there is a shutdown, he'll look good. Trust me, the media will be talking about how Kevin McCarthy kept a shutdown from happening. Oh, I'm sure he'll get his spot on CNN or MSNBC to talk about how smart he was to to run away from the work. <laughs> but meanwhile, it's Democrats who are doing the work. I mean, to Sean's point, I mean, we are the reason as Democrats that the government is functioning right now. So why shouldn't we have at least some say in who the next speaker is, given that the Republicans have proven completely incapable even of picking someone they want to be governed by? I mean, Max, that's why I think on a level, Nancy Mace wants it. Oh, I think she does, too. And I think Nancy Mace is going to get a one way ticket to Madison Cawthorn Island after what she pulled this week. But that's another topic. Mr. Burns, it's a pleasure having you. Thank you. What is the best way for our listeners to follow you and keep up with all your doings? You can follow me on at the Max Burns and also on my Substack at maxburns.substack.com. Thank you so much, Max. Have a great weekend. We're going to be right back and then it's going to be a full hour with all your calls. So if you're on hold, please wait there. We will get to you. 866-997-GRIT. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is SiriusXM Progress. So check it out. Uh, this is earlier today on Newsmax, which I watch religiously because um, I believe in nothing. Congressman Greg Stubbe. Is it Stubbe, Chris, or Stube? It's a Stube, right? S-T-E-U-B. I think it's Stube. I think Stube is funnier. It's also his nickname. Yeah, the Stubes here, bro. Um, it turns out he decided to out himself as one of the howling loons living for a Donald Trump as House Speaker cosplay fantasy. How awesome would it be for President Trump to be the leader of the House and negotiate with Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden spending policies from a conservative majority House? Uh, I can't think of somebody that would be better to do it. I fully support the notion. I (laughs) especially support it if we can't come together as a conference. I know Mm. Jim Jordan's running. I know Steve Scalise is running. If they both can't get to 218, we need to have somebody that can unify our conference, even 
if it's, even if it's for the 45 days, 60 days that we're in this trying to pass this um, this this funding issue, we need to have somebody that can unite the party. Everybody can get behind. And wouldn't it just be sweet to all these Democrats who kicked out our former speaker that they got rid of Kevin McCarthy and now they have oh, to deal with President yes, Trump? Yes, do that. Please, please do that. Make Donald Trump have to show up to work every day while he's trying to campaign. And of course, while he's trying to uh, not be in jail, please make Donald Trump come and head your caucus. Let him be the chief in charge of messaging. Let him be the guy all of you look to for consistency and strong decision making. Please do this. Imagine being a little boy growing up, becoming a man, running for Congress, and then deciding to spend your adult life burying your face in the folds of Donald Trump's ass. Stube, what happened? We are at 866-997-4748-866-99. I mean, the guy's on trial for business fraud. He's been inflating and deflating the value of his properties to avoid his taxes or to get better deals on the bank. And he was so mad, he came out of court the other day and argued that his retirement home in Florida is worth $1.5 billion. Those are not the kind of taxes he's been paying in the state of Florida. He more or less came out and showed us exactly what his bullshitting does. And it should be an insult to any adults who actually pay their taxes and don't lie when they take out a loan. The judge put a gag order on him. Will not let him talk about the court staff. This is the first gag order on Donald Trump. It might not be the last. And I think a gag order on Donald Trump will be nearly impossible to enforce. So the question is, when he violates it in whatever state, who's going to be the first judge to revoke his bail? Who's going to be the first judge? to make him spend a weekend inside. I can't imagine it happening. I don't see it. But Donald Trump's going to push it. It's going to be a really interesting year. 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Rodney in Florida, thank you so much for your patience on hold. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Rodney. Welcome. Yeah, How I are want you? to know why y'all want to destroy the country. I do not want to destroy the country. What do you mean by that? What does destroying the country look like to you, Rodney? Well, when the founding fathers discovered this country and made all the laws. They didn't make all of them. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, All right. When they put all these laws together with the Constitution. Yeah. Okay. Everything the Democrats do is against the Constitution. Show me in the Constitution where... We're supposed to have education. The <laughs> show me in the, show me in the Constitution where the government is supposed to tell women what they can't do with their bodies. It's common sense. It's not common sense. The show me in the Constitution. Have a choice. No, no. Answer my question first. Tell me where in the Constitution that we have the right that the government, federal government, is supposed to pay for education. It doesn't have that in the Constitution, but we do have rights to life, it's liberty, and the pursuit the of happiness. You're right. So, so, so what? neither. <laughs> but, but, what, so, what's your point? So, by wanting to have a public school system, so our people will not be mired in poverty their entire life, so we can have a competitive economy it's with the rest of the world, that that's hating the Constitution. What do you, dude? You want to live in Somalia, my friend? Where we indoctrinate kids to believe that they support that it's okay to take your body and kill a baby. It's okay well, to do all these like, other things that has nothing to are contribute you, 
My friend, Rodney, are, are you, are, are you, hang on a second. Are you, are you trying to make a religious argument? Are you making a religious argument, sir? No, are, are you? it's nothing to do with religion. Okay. Because, hey, thou shalt not murder. Does, does that have anything to do with, with Oh, Rodney, hang on a second. Rodney, I'm willing to bet good money that you have not spent a lot of time reading the Jesus parts of the Bible if you're supporting Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Forget the Bible right now. No, you okay. just brought, you brought, wait a is second. No, a, no, no, you brought up thou shalt not murder. Hang on a second, Rodney. I'm going to answer your question. To murder. Hey, Rodney, I don't it feel like hanging up on you. So let's, Rodney, I don't feel like hanging up on you. So let me respond to what you said. In the book of Exodus, God makes it very clear that a fetus is property. The Jewish religion, which is what Jesus's religion was, does not ban abortion. Abortions are legal and free in Israel right now. The Bible is not against abortion, but Jesus is against the death penalty. Are you against the death penalty? No. I didn't think you were. So you're not a Jesus fan. I got that. But as far as abortion, show me where in the Bible, it's where in the Constitution, I'm sorry, sir, where in the Constitution does it say that the government should have the power to force a teenage girl who's been raped and impregnated to carry and bear her attacker's child. Can you point me to that in the Constitution? Because I, I can't find it. Show me in the Constitution where you should murder a baby. <laughs> it's, yeah, show me in the Constitution, dude, where you get to decide what a woman does with her body. I don't think you know the Constitution any more than you know the Bible, my friend. Show me on the doll where you want the Donald woman, Trump to touch you. The mo- <laughs> woman has a right to not open her legs. Well, and a man has a right to not impregnate a woman, but men impregnate them all the time anyway. It's none of your business. It's none of my goddamn business what a woman does with her body. And you and I don't have a right to make the government put a woman in jail for not being pregnant. Are you telling me that in America, sir, women don't have the right to not be pregnant? Do Americans have a right to not be pregnant, sir? Women have the right to be pregnant. No, okay. do women have a right to not be pregnant? Because you don't sound like a big fan of liberty and freedom to me. Do American citizens I'm have the right to not be pregnant? Okay. Now you're not. Okay, now you're not. You're about taking away liberty and freedom. Yes, I am. The what about gay marriage? Right. What about? Hang on. What about gay marriage? What What about same-sex marriage? You support that? No. Because you don't like liberty and freedom. What about transgender? You don't I give a rat's ass about the Bible. You haven't read the Bible and you don't follow Jesus. What about being transgender? Do we have the liberty and freedom in this country to live as we want to live? No, you don't like what's in the Constitution. You don't like what's in the New Testament. So it's okay. You're allowed to feel and believe what you believe. But don't pretend the Constitution or Jesus are backing you up, my friend. Listen, we're, we're trying. Tell it's hard. Where, tell me anywhere in the Constitution where... We are supposed supposed to have education paid for by the You mentioned this already. It's not there. We the people decided. We the people have decided that we don't want to be Somalia and that we want to have a public school system. So that's we the people. It's not in the Constitution. It's not a public school system. It's a government school system where they indoctrinate kids. What do they indoctrinate kids with? You know what? I was, indoctr- I was indoctrinated to believe that Columbus was a good man. And I got, grew up and found out that wasn't true. Right, Rodney? Columbus was a monster. I mean, you're right. The co- I don't schools care do what indoctrinate he was. kids. He, hey, he did a good thing. Hey, 
No, he wasn't. He was a he was a rapist. He was a rapist and a mutilator of children. He cut the hands off children. So I don't really believe you're pro-life either if you're defending Columbus. I think you like the things you like and you don't like the things you don't like. And thank God you live in a country where you have the freedom to do that. But if you go pretending that you believe in freedom when you want to deny freedoms to others, I'm going to call you out. And if you're going to pretend you're Christian when you haven't read the Gospels, you're going to get called out too, my friend. I want you to have a very happy life. But I'm not trying to destroy your life. You know what I'm doing? I'm trying to make sure that you don't get killed by an AR-15. I'm trying to make sure that you never have to have a GoFundMe to pay for a surgery for someone you love. I'm trying to make sure that no one in your family is buried under generations of student loan debt. I'm not destroying the country. I'm fighting for you and your freedom to live as you want. Why should should people pay off other students' loans? They're not. They're not. Why should we... Why should we have to give $600 million a year to the oil industry in subsidies? Come on, man. You're, all, you're getting mad at the you poor people. You know, you, you are mad at the low-income people who are... Tr- no, we it's don't. not, my friend. We, you don't know what... the oil industry that made this government great. <laughs> it's the oil... Do you know how much we pay to give the oil industry back money just for being themselves? Fossil fuel handouts hit a global high of $1 trillion in 2022. One trillion dollars in handouts last year alone. In the U.S., taxpayers taxpayers pay about $20 billion every year to the fossil fuel industry in giveaways. You have been lied to by Fox News, and they have conditioned you and groomed you to hate struggling people and turn a blind eye to the abuses of rich people. It's not poor people outsourcing your job to China. That's rich people. It's not poor people polluting your neighborhood. That's rich people. But rich people pay Fox people to make working people blame poor people. And I know there's a nice guy inside of you, Rodney. I know it. But I got to run. I got a lot of calls. Call us anytime. We can do more of this. Try reading the Jesus parts of the Bible. They're called the gospel, but you'll hate it because the lead character is a flaming liberal and I'm not your enemy. And I've lied to you 30,000 times fewer than Donald Trump. 866-997-4748. I love him and I love that call. Uh, Let's go to Earl in California. Earl, thank you so much for waiting on hold. You're on progress. Uh, Long time, no talk. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm trying. I am trying to stay around and stuff. But okay. all my adult life, I've been dealing with p- people like, like like your last caller. I know. Just ignorant and, and, know. and, to my mind, evil as anything. Well, I don't know if he's evil, but evil he's mean. I, I don't mean, know if he's evil, but he's mean. So damn, he, he cares so damn much about the Constitution and, and asking you, well, why do the liberals support public education? Yeah. Well, exactly. one of the reasons why we support public education is because of that dumbass statement that he's making right now. Exactly. <laughs> I know, but can you imagine it's if we didn't level, have good education? Level, I mean, that's why the Donald Trump loves him. The level of and evil combining that man I know. Is, is, is astonishing to me. I'm but, sick and tired of it. But that's what they want. That's what Republicans want from low-information white people. They don't want them to learn civics. They don't want them to learn government. They don't want them to learn about the concepts or principles of our democracy. They don't want to sustain democracy. They want to rule, and they want obedient consumers. And the Republican Party is not going to fight for any policies to make Rodney from Florida's life better. What they're going to do is use their media to tell Rodney from Florida all the minority groups he should be mad. 
mad about the transgender people and the minorities and the immigrants. And instead, they're going to fill him with rage and offer him no hope and no solution. And that's the racket. Yeah, he's filling me with rage. If he's so concerned, if he wants a cause to champion, how about in places like Uniontown, Alabama, in places like Flint, Michigan, in places like Jackson, Mississippi, where they do not have clean water to drink or to yep. wash with? Yep. Champion yep. that cause, Rodney, and, and, you would, and I wouldn't call you stupid and evil. You champion that cause. Yeah, you're right. And again, the ones who talk about freedom the most, they don't mean it. They mean their freedom to carry military hardware when they go to fucking Walmart. They don't mean freedom of people that don't look like them to live the way they want to live in a free society. Yeah. I know, man. I know. frustrating to me. I know, because guys like Rodney in Florida vote. They show up in large numbers, and, and that's what the Republican Party counts on. And that's why the Democrats have to get everybody else to show up and vote, because the Rodneys are showing up. They are organized. Yeah, I, 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 it, it just... It, I know. It, it's, it's just like bailing out water in, in a sinking boat. And it, and it seems <laughs> like I've been bailing out water all my life. You know, I know, you know, I know. People at work, I, 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 I deal with people at work who complain about the union, yet they work at a union shop. It provides them the ability to send their children to freaking yeah. college. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm so responsible. One reason why I'm not married and, and have kids right now is because I'm so responsible that, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't want, want my kids to struggle. I understand that. To I get struggle it. Because... Quite as camp, it's hard being a black man. It's hard being a, a black man, and it, it kills you to see that. It, it kills. It kills me to see that. Constantly struggling. I know. Constantly struggling with people that's supposed to be, you know, if they would, if they would just take a little time, sit down and think, they would be our allies. What I know. the hell, John? I know, but can I tell you the flip side of it? May, may, may I tell you the other side of all this, Earl? The flip Please side do. is that you have every right to be as bitter and cynical as that last caller was. You have every right to be hateful towards people that you don't like and to judge people you don't know because someone like them hurt you one time. You have every right to give in to negativity, but you don't. You have compassion for people you don't know. You care about people you disagree with. You want people to do better. And that can be a lonely place sometime, but it's a spiritual sign that you are on the right side. I know, Earl, that as as awful as, as Rodney's views are, I know that you want him and his kids to have a good life. I know you want them to yeah. have a fair shake. And that's what makes you because, a better man. And that's what makes me admire I you. My country. I know. Me too. And again, when the guy called up saying, why do the Democrats want to destroy the country? You, you kind of know he hasn't spent a lot of time out of the Tucker Carlson bubble, you know? It's just filling that these old white people who just get this shit from Fox and Newsmax all day long. And then they leave the house and they can't relate to normal people anymore because they can't talk like they're from Earth. I can't do that, but it's because of my low intellect and character. 866-997-4748. William in Las Vegas. Thank you so much for waiting on hold. You're on Sirius XM. Hey, John, you twice in two weeks. Right on. I'm, I'm, I'm on the lotto. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rodney doesn't seem to understand how the Constitution works. It would be impossible to list every right that we have. It's a lot easier to list what you can't do. That's why we live in what is known as a constitutionally limited democracy. 
which mm-hmm. puts the limits on what we can and can't do, such as the government is not allowed to put restrictions on free speech or the exercise of religion. Correct. The government is not allowed to force you into self-incrimination, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. It doesn't need to say there's a right to an abortion. That's right. It doesn't. But it does say that we have unenumerated rights, like the right to travel and the right to keep personal things private and the right to vote and the sort of things that Democrats are fighting for and some Republicans are fighting for, too. The right to vote, not so much. Exactly. And it's that part about the unenumerated rights that those are all those rights that you don't need to list because they're implicit. Yes, that certain rights in the Constitution, the fact that they're not there, should not be construed to make you think that the Constitution does not protect those rights just because they're not listed, which is a brilliant thing in James Madison's writing that leaves it open to a lot of interpretations, but sure makes it fascinating. Yep. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you, man. What a great call. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a moment with your calls. This is Progress After Dark. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And welcome back. Chris, you had an observation on Rodney from Florida. He's a free-thinking individual. Well, it's a shame the call couldn't go on long, but I, I think, I'm pretty sure he had to go paint a fence for Huck Finn after this. So he... Yeah, for Tom Sawyer, actually. But yeah, Tom Sawyer, sorry. That's okay. It's still a great fucking joke. I'm with you, man. Let's go to uh, Vicky in Arizona. Vicky, thank you for waiting on hold. You're on progress. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, John. I just want to thank tell you. you yes. what an amazing job you are doing talking to knuckleheads. I'm not... <laughs> gonna get crazy or anything i just want to say you handled that very well you talk to him very well you can talk the bible to him well you can talk the constitution to him well and Mm -hmm. you can even throw back his own rhetoric back to him so i don't know if you can hear this but thank you john thank you john thank you thank you vicky thank you vicky i'm not and enjoy your shower tonight to wash rodney (laughs) off of you (laughs) thank you so much yeah listen i hope rodney calls back here's the thing the the, the number one trick for this is you, you you can't get angry and i'm very guilty of sometimes getting angry and losing my temper and Anger makes you stupid and hate makes you stupid. And if you allow yourself to hate people because they have different points of view, 
you're going to say stupid shit. So I have a lot of family just like Rodney and I love them. And it's just a matter of being patient. And again, you're not going to convince these people, but maybe I can, you know, give some other folks some talking points on how to handle someone who's in the zombie club. Ah, see, that was mean. But, you know, on another level. Fuck that guy. You know how he feels about race and everything else. Uh, Lars in Minneapolis, thank you for waiting on hold. You're on progress. Good evening. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, I never thought someone as odious as uh, Jim Jordan would be up for Speaker of the House. Me neither. Me Uh, neither. Isn't, uh, you would hope that some clips from that documentary that George Clooney was doing with HBO would mysteriously drop in the next week or so here. We've been waiting a very oh. long time. I mean, and you'd think after Haster, they'd learn their lesson, but they've gone from a wrestler molester to a wrestler molester protector. That's how yeah, far they've come. We don't, we don't need Dennis Haster redux. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I don't think that uh, George Clooney's going to be able to show up anywhere to do any kind of interview without being asked about that documentary, because when the hell's it coming out? Ideally, let Jim Jordan get it. I mean, he would be one of the least effective people they could have. I mean, if they can't get Matt Gates or Marjorie Taylor Greene, <laughs> let Jim Jordan, who does nothing, let him get it and see how well our country... I mean, it's it's blithe of me to say it because poor folks would suffer the most in a government shutdown. And I think he would shut down the government to make Donald Trump happy. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, Lars. Have a great evening. Uh, Dave in Pennsylvania, thank you so much for waiting on hold. You're on Sirius XM. Hey, John. I had to do seventh grade civics with my son uh, last year, and yeah. I learned that uh, public education dates back to the New England colonies. Huh. So if he's all about, you know, going with what the founders wanted, uh, public education is what the founders wanted. They saw how good it worked, and they decided to incorporate with, you know, the Articles of Confederation and spread it throughout the land. So, yeah, I think he, I think he's only down with what the founders wanted in terms of how women and non-white people were treated by the founders. I think that's the appeal for that guy. I'll call back uh, next week with uh, some more uh, stuff that I think you might find uh, fascinating, but I needed like a couple minutes to read it to you. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll take all the fascinating I can get. Thank you so Civic, much. Civics with Dave. Civics with Dave. Here next week on Sirius XM. Todd in Maine, really quick. Welcome, Todd. You're on Sirius XM. Thank you Hi. very much, John. Thank you. I, I like, uh, I like you. I like Stephen King. Thank you. I thank you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do. Yeah, no I like Stephen King. It was really like quick. It was really quick. So yeah. I, uh, I like Stephanie Miller. Me too. I like uh, myself. I like you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing you're liking all kinds of things on a fun Friday night in Maine, Todd. Am I right there? You are exactly right. Uh, yeah, I think you were having a, a good time long before I joined you this evening, I'm guessing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> okay. This has been, let's do this again next week, Todd, all right? We should do this more often. All right. Thank you. This is wonderful. Wow. That's, that's, that's the anti-rodding. All right. All right.